it is February 27th, 2021. And uh, welcome to Project 99. I'm ready for this cold weather to be over. <laughs> it was actually pretty warm today. And um, it was nice. I like wanted to open my doors and I was like, no, it's not quite that warm. I know it's like the first cold day. You're like, oh my God, you put on a coat and then like real winter hits. And so when spring comes, the same exact temperature that you were like throwing <laughs> a coat on for now, you're like putting a t-shirt on for because <laughs> your body's like, ah, summer's coming. Well, I'm going to hand this over to you, Mick, and let you focus on these topics because I know this, apparently this is a strange, like no one around me understands what I'm talking about, but like I swear to God, I didn't make this up as a real thing. So people, okay, first of all, brain zaps. You know what brain zaps are? Um, not that term, but I might know when you tell me what what it is. So, like, a lot of people who take psychiatric medication, especially, like, uh, you know, SSRIs, um, they have this symptom sometimes, especially when they get on the medications or change their dose or Mm -hmm. get off of them. And they, people, they refer to them as brain zaps. Mm -hmm. It feels like, uh feels like your brain's tingly. I like to, before, before I realized that people called that brain zaps, I used to describe it as, uh, that my head felt like TV static. Hmm. That's what it feels like to me. But like, it, I guess it does make sense. But like the past couple of days, I don't know why, because I haven't changed my medicine at all. I've been having that. And I swear to God today, I sat down on my couch and was like zoned out for 40 minutes and then was like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I'm not going to ruin this episode with my brain today. I'm just going to let you. Uh, no, I had like vision, vision things. Like when I went off of it, finally, um, it was like my vision would suddenly just like almost like your TV. Oh, like, yeah. Mine does that too. Yeah. <clears throat> but it went away pretty quickly after. I, was I don't know what happened. I was like freaking out, like looking at the candy I was eating because it's like made <laughs> with real fruit, has like grapefruit in it. Because they say you can't eat grapefruit when you take that shit. And I'm like, is that <laughs> it? Like, what is that? But it didn't. And I was like, I don't know, looking at like the Tylenol and shit I was taking. I'm like, surely Tylenol doesn't have a reaction with this shit. Like, Psych meds are no interesting. Idea. Like sometimes they're a lifesaver. Like I think at one point in my life they saved my life. But um, yeah, it's kind of, you do kind of feel like, um, you know, it's trial and error because they can't really go inside your brain and see what it's doing. So you're like, take it. And it's like, take this and tell me if you feel like killing yourself. Yeah, man, it's just weird because I've been taking the same thing with no change for like three years without a problem. And then just like the past two days, my brain's just been like, can't focus. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm sorry. Okay, so we'll start off with our local news. And last week's episode, we told you there was a body another body because like bodies wash up on the island in wheeling all the time not all the time but probably more frequently than a lot of other places and um at least several a year yeah so they did identify the body as a gentleman named brandon oh apologize for that brandon snyder who was only 31 and the matter's under investigation so no cause of death but um yeah kind of sad it's really sad young guy I mean, no matter what the reason is, you know, that's pretty sad. Um, and then for state news, uh, there was a an article about a bill that passed in the West Virginia, um, you know, state legislature that um, prevents local governments from passing a ban on plastic. <laughs> and <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're back. You know what I'm saying? Like. Okay, first of all, that's like, 
To pass a law to prevent another law from being passed is kind of ridiculous. Isn't that the whole thing Republicans are against, too? Like, bigger government right. telling smaller government so, what right. they can't do? Exactly. So, if a, the federal government passes a law that the state government doesn't like, they're like, oh, it's the overreach. It's the federal, the heavy hand of big government. And they cry about it, right? But now you have West Virginia state legislature, which is Republican-dominated, Saying that if a local, um, you know, town decides they don't want to use plastic, they want to be environmentally friendly. No, you can't do that. The state is coming in and telling you. you Such horseshit. It is horseshit. I mean, I mean, and, and literally, what is the point of that? And the other, it, it's, it's just because people want. This is the this is the bottom line. Republicans have nothing. They have nothing. Yeah, like look what you're doing with your you. time. Look nothing. what you're doing with your time. You you literally just spent all this time. Getting this passed to prevent the banning of plastic the bags. Possible. The possible. Yeah. So you all can go to bed and rest your heads soundly on your pillows tonight and feel safe because Republicans passed a bill preventing another law from coming into action that might save the environment. Whew, thank God. I mean, it's just, it's just typical of what the Republican Party is turning into. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've never really liked much about the Republican Party, but they're a fucking joke right now. So excuse my French. Okay. Um, so that was our state news. And we had a little bit of international news, too. Yeah, I mean, sadly, um, there's a couple, I don't know, these cases, but, uh, the UK, there was a Supreme Court case where a, a girl who had joined ISIS when she was 15 years old. Which, how the fuck does that even happen? I mean, she met some people online. I think they got radicalized online, but she and two of her friends ran off and joined ISIS. Wow. Okay, you're 15. Think back to when you were 15. I mean, your brain probably wasn't in a completely good place at 15. You don't know what you're doing. Like, maybe, okay, maybe some kids do, but I'm just saying, at 15, you know. Yeah, but that's some pretty se- serious treason, man. It, it is. I mean, that's fucking ISIS. It's, it not, like you, it's not like you joined a, a local gang. <laughs> and I get it that they want to punish her, but um, so there was a, uh, this has been an ongoing case in the courts because first they revoked her uk citizenship and there was a fight over whether they should could or should do that so she lost that so her uk citizenship got revoked and then um you know there was a ruling that um she's in a she's in a uh a a camp right now she's been arrested basically and she's in she's in a camp i think in syria and um so she wants to come back to the uk to kind of you know basically like show up in court and try to defend herself and they've ruled that she cannot come back because she is you know a risk to the uk they don't want her to come back because she's you know joined a terrorist group and now she's been you know apprehended and they're like too bad you know you went and joined a terrorist group you're a terrorist we don't care so i mean i'm sure this causes a lot of feelings on like two different sides that yeah she was a kid and she did something crazy but like if there's no consequence for people doing crazy things like what's to stop them but on the other hand I don't think when you're 15 you really have the capacity to understand the consequences of what you're doing so you know you know there's been arguments over whether you should charge a child a 15 year old individual as an adult you know, as far as a life sentence, and in in the UK, they don't have the death penalty, but in the United States, you know, there's even been court battles over whether we should be able to put children to death. I mean, it's just, 
it, it's a sad state of affairs. And I, I wonder, you know, how much have they done to really um, look at how she ended up online radicalized and in, you know, an ISIS terrorist group in the first place. So that's a sad story. I don't really have like a, an opinion to throw out there. Um, yeah, it's fucking awful. But I mean, I see, I definitely see their concerns. I mean, I mean how do they know if she's really reformed or, or I mean, she yeah, just exactly. got caught? Right. I mean, and or she's just like playing this game so she can get back <clears> into the country and do, I mean, God only knows what. Recruit well, I'm more sure people. If she, or, I'm sure I if mean, she comes back into the country, it's not like she's going to be just roaming around like the streets of London doing whatever she wants. I mean, she's still you know, considered a terrorist, but she wants to come back and, you know, I guess, I don't know, plead her case in the court. But if the Supreme Court basically at this case point has said, you're not a citizen of the UK anymore and <clears throat> we don't want you back in the country, I, I think it's pretty much over at this point. Um, so that was our international news. But I, I, I guess the bigger message for me in that story is, here we are, 2021, and there's more online radicalization now than ever. So we can look at this one girl's case and talk about what a tragedy it is. But in the meantime, literally like thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, kids are on the internet, like being radicalized into whatever, you know, some incel club or QAnon or crazy shit like I just think it's something that we have to become, we have to evolve as a society, as a, as a human race to how do we deal with like the internet. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I guess since we're talking about international news too, we can move on to, um, the, talking about the Syrian airstrikes. Oh, and the other case I wanted to compare that was in Ireland. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You did mention that. So this is horrific, but, um, a, a father of five in, in Ireland, um, recorded himself raping a six-month-old baby which is i hope for most people like sickening unfathomable even to have to have that thought ever enter your mind but you know he was sentenced to 16 years and i'm sorry i i don't think he should get 16 years i think he should get death because I, I, I'm, I've changed my mind on a death penalty, mostly because there are so many people who are railroaded into a conviction. This is not one of those cases where that's possible. Like, it's 100%. He did it. There's no question that he's been, you know, maligned by the justice system or whatever. He did it. And it's such a horrible thing that I think he should just be taken out and, you know, publicly hanged or shot or something like at what point do we as a society say that these things are atrocious enough that I mean if if this were done in a war zone it would be considering like a war crime torture but yet this guy does it and it's like well we're going to give him 16 years in jail I, I just I just think that's you know and then you compare it to this 15 year old girl. this guy was 59 years old He's 59 years old. He did this with premeditation. You know what I'm saying? There is no question of the evil that we're dealing with in this case. And he gets 16 years. Meanwhile, you've got this girl who joined ISIS when she's 15. And, you know, who knows what her motivation was. People get into cults and stuff, especially as teenagers and when they're going through traumatic 
times in their lives are very susceptible to being seduced into cults and to extremist organizations. So I don't know. I just see like, look at these two cases and it just seems like the justice that's been meted out is not appropriate in my mind. So let's see. And then we got the Syrian airstrikes. Okay. Now Biden is claiming that these airstrikes were the result of um, an attack that happened against American assets. And this is a retaliatory strike. So he's using his authority under the 2002, you know, uh, defense authorization or whatever. It gives him the right to basically retaliate as a, in a self-defense way. And um, this was, you know, part of that September 11th stuff that you know we can attack people bush the preempt the bush doctrine was preemptive like if we just think you're gonna attack us we can attack you first i mean it's that was insane but you know some people in congress are upset because our constitution requires that our president has to notify congress and get approval there's very a very narrow exception when a president has the authority to just order airstrikes and, you know, Biden wouldn't be even in the office of the presidency if it wasn't for the left who supported Bernie and people like Tulsi who came over and begrudgingly gave their vote to Biden because they because Trump was so dangerous that we didn't have a choice. And now we've got Biden in there and he still hasn't delivered on the checks that he's been pro that he promised people who are desperate in desperate need and getting kicked out of their homes and suffering food shortages and everything else and now we have airstrikes and it's like i see why we get ourselves into so much trouble because we don't have a good party anymore we don't have a party that is out there to take care of people that's concerned with you know you've got idiots passing bills about plastic not, not you know it's like government has completely just become a rotten pile of shit it doesn't do anything for us and it's just about power and corruption and greed and who knows what this airstrike is about i haven't even really gotten any information on it so far except that it was for retaliation so i know some u.s troops <clears throat> were injured yeah, normally we hear about the attack on us first, right? And right. then we're like, oh shit, what are we going to do in response to that? Like normally we hear about the attack first, but I didn't hear anything about the attack. I heard about the strikes first and then it was like, what, 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 what are we doing? What happened? And then it's like, oh, it's because it was retaliatory for another strike that happened. So I don't know. The whole thing is not making me happy. Um, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see. How that pans out so the next thing we're going to talk about is the investigation into the capitol hill insurrection the senate held a hearing um this week and it wasn't it wasn't quite as in-depth as i really wanted it to be but it was a good start and i guess they're going to be talking about um you know the federal role as far as the national guard and all that kind of stuff this coming week so that'll kind of put some of the pieces together. But the main thing I wanted to talk about is um, Senator Ron Johnson, who's from Wisconsin, um, got his time at the hearing and 
chose to go into a big, long conspiracy theory about what really happened. And it was really disgusting. And I mean, a lot of news outlets have covered the fact that he went off on, you know, a big tangent. But the thing that was most disturbing about it is, you know, it really demonstrates the level of gaslighting that Republicans have gotten to. And I say that because, you know, right away there were people saying, like Marjorie Taylor Greene saying, oh, these were Antifa, they weren't really Trump supporters, they were infiltrators and blah, 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 and all this nonsense. Now, it is true that there have been people who go into peaceful protests and instigate riots to try and make the people who are holding the peaceful protest to discredit them or make them look bad. Okay, that's happened before. But you had tens of thousands of people travel to D.C. to see Trump, who then walked down to the Capitol and caused this riot. And not only that, but they video documented themselves, live streamed themselves. They were, there. there's so much evidence here of what it was, what it really was, that you think to yourself, you know, Maybe be better just didn't say anything at all, rather than to try to spin this in some kind of way. But no, 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 no. They're gonna, they're gonna do it somehow. But how do you do that? How do you take an obvious, well-documented incident and and create a narrative that is so absurd and get people to buy it? So. What Ron Johnson did was he took an article by a man by the name of J. Michael Waller, who writes pretty much, I'll say, right-wing stuff for, um, you know, the Washington Times and for uh, the Federalist Society. And that's where this article appeared, where he claims that he was there on the ground and saw provocateurs. Provocateurs. And... Okay, so you think to yourself, provocateurs. Let's say there was, you know, a small group of infiltrators who were not real Trump supporters, who were fake Trump supporters, who got into scuffles with the police and tried to make the Trump supporters look bad. Well, I mean, how do you explain the fact that they went in? Okay, let's say that the small group of people started the whole thing but how do you how do you explain all the people that were inside after the breach running around the halls looking for nancy pelosi saying they're going to shoot her in the brain erecting a gallows outside i mean obviously there were massive numbers of people here who were involved in the active insurrection they were involved in it okay so what j michael waller does in his article that Ron Johnson submitted to the Senate investigation as part of the official record, which is just, is he says that 
he describes a scene as he's walking down to the Capitol, and he says all of the Trump supporters around him were happy, and they were in a good mood. They were jubilant, joyous, waving flags. Small children were among them and older people. He goes on this big, ridiculous thing about how all the people around him were just so happy. And if you stop and think about it for just one second, why would anybody who's a Trump supporter, a legitimate Trump supporter, have been happy that day? Why would they, why would they be happy? Their guy lost. And according to him and to them, he only lost the election. He was cheated out of the election, cheated out of it, robbed of it, stole it from him. And they just got done listening to two hours of speeches or more where they were told how badly the system had abused them. So the idea that they would be jubilant and happy and that they were just marching down to the Capitol to peacefully make their voices heard to those inside about to make Joe Biden the president is ridiculous. Now, this J. Michael Waller, I looked him up, and he does have degrees, okay? He's been through school. He's not just some random hack. But you can't, exp you can't excuse the fact that someone has a PhD as it's impossible for someone at that level of education to not be a psycho, a sociopath, you know, or just a completely brainwashed individual or a propagandist, you know, education doesn't remove someone's biases and their, and their ideology. So a lot of the people that supported Hitler, in fact, if you go back and look, a lot of the philosophers and intellectuals of the day actually talk very positively about Hitler and, and the Nazi ideology. So, you know, now in hindsight, we're like, yeah, they, that's screwed up. But like, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything just because someone has a degree. It's all I'm saying. But anyway, so he writes this big article and he describes his witnessing all these Trump supporters just being so great, just being so happy. And I think if they were happy, the only reason they would have to be happy is if they knew what they were about to do. If they knew they were about to start a revolution. And they were happy about that. So anyways, he, he describes it as he gets down to the Capitol steps. There's a, there's a group at the very front. People started to pack in to this crowd. And he says that at the very front, right by the police, there, was a, there were a group of people that he believes he's identified as the fake Trump supporters. <laughs> now, it's kind of ridiculous but it's but it's 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 bad because he he says that he supposedly has all these qualifications right but the only thing that he says that distinguishes them was he could just tell by how they were acting that they weren't real trump supporters now come on seriously you're gonna write an article for a paper and with with literally nothing there's no basis to what you're saying so these people are dressed like trump supporters have trump paraphernalia on they're marching with the Trump supporters. They're all going in the same direction. But you can just look at them and tell, and tell that they're not real Trump supporters. And he even says that 
you know, they were in plain clothes and blended in with MAGA people. And I'm like, you know why they blended in? Because they were MAGA people. <laughs> so anyhow, right before they broke through the barriers, okay, he says there's this group right up there, but they appear to be having some kind of scuffle with the police. But he admits that he's 40 feet back, and because of the crowd, he can't really see what's happening. Now, if this were a court of law, and Duke worked for a law office, so she could, she could tell you this. People say, oh, eyewitness testimony. You know, eyewitness testimony. Eyewitness testimony has been proven to not really be all that reliable. Yeah, it's, not, it's not reliable at all. <laughs> and if you're a good defense attorney, if you're worth your salt as a defense attorney, the first thing you're going to do with an eyewitness testimony is... You're going to tear that shit apart. You're going to tear that shit apart. How are you going to tear it apart? You're going to talk about the emotional state of the person, the witness. And you're going to talk about and any biases they might have that would cause them to misidentify somebody. I mean, simply in that case, too, they're just probably going to look at the mass amount of video evidence and be like, sorry, we don't see you anywhere near this. It's an well, that, that too. I mean, this guy could have totally made this up. I don't know. I don't I don't know that he was there or not there. He could have just made this whole story up. But let's say he was there. He admits he's 40 feet away and he can't really see what's happening. So how can if I was a defense attorney, I would be like, so in other words, you're saying that my client was engaged in some activity, but you couldn't even really see him. Well, you, you know, he'd be, this, this eyewitness testimony would be flushed down a toilet in like two seconds. But right-wingers, this is what they want to hear. Some way to blame someone else for their nonsense. So the police, he says at this point, start to tense up because, you know, they're being pushed, pushing is going on, some scuffles going on there at the front. And the police fire tear gas canisters, not at the people at the front who are causing the problem, not at the fake Trump supporters, but fires over them into the crowd. And he says all of these unsuspecting Trump supporters who came there innocently to just protest the stolen election. Happily, joyfully. Happily and joyfully <laughs> have been fired upon by the police who they love. And this so upsets them because mm -hmm. they, someone in the crowd <laughs> says, why are you firing on us? We support you. And now I know I'm, I'm mocking. But I have to mock it because it's fucking ridiculous. They're looking around like, wait, we're white. <laughs> well, Why but, is this happening? <laughs> okay, I, didn't, I didn't think of that, but thanks for adding that in there. That was, that was very helpful. So anyway, then he says the mood in the crowd started to change. All of the happy-go-lucky Trump supporters who were, who were so supportive of the police were so devastated. The police were firing on them that they... They became angry. Their brains short-circuited. <laughs> and, then, and then more tear gas canisters came, and one struck a woman in the face, and, and she started to bleed. And so end of the story is these tiny group of supposed fake Trump supporters, provocateurs, went after the police, and the police being so negligent in their response fired at the innocent Trump supporters who then became enraged, and they had no choice but to take over the Capitol. This is the bullshit nonsense that Ron Johnson put
put into the Senate record as part of these investigations. And, you know, a lot of news media sources have covered this story to say that he brought up conspiracy theories, which, okay. But I really don't think that I've heard anyone get down in the nitty gritty of it that after he sits there at the opening of his testimony and says that he supports the police to turn around and say they were incompetent because they didn't fire at the fake Trump supporters. They fired at the innocent Trump supporters and victimized them. And I think the article is titled um, something like uh, provocateurs turn unsuspecting Trump supporters into a riotous mob. And I'm thinking, wow, you know what? That is just the level of gaslighting that is. <laughs> it's so fucking, wow. It's like uh, we need we need to have a new Olympic sport of yeah, gaslighting seriously. because these people deserve a fucking trophy for this shit. That seriously has to take some, some true mind-altering, I mean, holy shit. This, this guy's definitely got to believe this. And he had to perform mental gymnastics to get there. Well, and that's and the thing. then to have the absolute audacity to spit that into the world as fact. Well, one like, media source shit. reported that Amy Klobuchar um, tweeted after it that it absolutely was not done by provocateurs; it was done by Trump supporters. But yeah, are we really I, even I, inter- I, are we Amy, entertaining this shit? Like, at put this point? that into the record that this is bullshit. You know what I mean? I don't know. That, I mean, I thought I watched the whole this, thing from beginning to end, and I, I didn't hear her say anything back, but I will say... This is why the Democrats continue to disgust me, too, because it's like, are y'all really letting them say this bullshit and not challenging it? Well, Disgusting. the funny part was, at the very end, um, Ron Johnson asks Stephen Sund, who, who, if you recall, is the was the the chief of police of the the chief of the Capitol police who resigned. Um, he's also the guy that called for the national guard and was and didn't get a response for over an hour. Um. And he and Ron Johnson asks him, "Was this foreseeable and predictable, given the fact that Trump supporters are overwhelmingly pro police?" And law and order. <laughs> Was this foreseeable? And, you know, Stephen's son answers the question in respect to, was it foreseeable that the Capitol building itself would be overrun? He says, no, that wasn't foreseeable. Um, now, there was a lot of testimony earlier about whether they expected violence. And he, his statement was, they were briefed and told that this would be very similar to other Trump rallies, the Million MAGA March and whatnot, in which they did expect violence to some degree. They did expect arrests, and they did expect people to have weapons. I mean, this is what kills me, too, is that this guy is such a level of delusional that he thinks he's going to get this person to admit that like, oh, no, we didn't expect this because we know that they're pro-police. Like, do you not understand that the people who organize these events and provide security and decide, like, who they're bringing in do not look at this like, oh, Trump supporters are not evil right. and Democrats are. They're just looking at you as a large group of people yes. that's motivated emotionally. Yes. They're not fucking looking at what yes. you... I mean, 
morons. This guy's seriously right delusional. But but I think he he felt like I don't know if it was hearing his own voice, but he felt like Stephen Sun was going to give him a positive answer to that. Yeah, because he's fucking delusional. And and so Stephen Sun said, you know, we were told that it was going to be similar to the other events. Um, and earlier he had said that there was a sec. There were two two uh, memos that went out. The first one, all of the Capitol Police got, which pretty much said standard operating procedure for a MAGA riot or a MAGA event. Um, so they were prepared for that. But then I guess a couple days before, um, they they decided to expand the perimeter around the Capitol bigger. And this was because Stephen Sund had questions himself about how safe it was going to be. So he expanded the perimeter. But on the night before the actual insurrection, the FBI sent an email out that pretty much said, these people are coming for war. And um, they had other intelligence that they had gathered online from all the people talking about it. That last part, the escalated concern was not properly relayed to the police that were going to be handling this shit. And Stevenson did request that the National Guard be on standby. And one of the senators said, where, where were they on standby at? Three hours away? Like, why did, what was the delay? What was the holdup? So that's what they're going to get to next week. And um, so anyway, when Ron Johnson says to Stevenson um, about them being law-abiding citizens, he said, well, I will tell you this, Senator, why, my officers told me that there were people who approached them and they said, you can't come through here. And those people told them that they were law enforcement and still wanted to break the law and come in. So the thing about that is, just as you were saying, Juke, this idea of pro-law enforcement, for any of you who don't really follow right-wing groups. Congratulations. Yeah, you should be glad because there are some pretty scary people. But most of their ideologies don't revolve really around specifically respecting or um, it's, admiring. It's pretty easy to decipher what they're supporting. Does it does it go exactly with what they're believing? Right. Then they like it. Right. If it goes against it, even in the slightest bit, they right. fucking hate it and attack it. I mean, right. it's just, it's too easy to predict. It is. So when they say they're pro-police, what they really mean is they're pro-police, they're pro-anybody who has a gun who thinks just like them. So if you're a police officer and you think just like them, hey, we support you. We're all about backing the blue. But if you're a police officer who's standing in between us and what we want, which is to overrun the Capitol, then you're, you're a, a traitor. traitor. Yeah. So I think... A traitor that they're apparently willing to kill because... Right. Right. And the same goes for the military. And this is what I got to thinking. And this change is based on who's in power. So... When Obama was the president, the military conducted these uh, operations, and it involved the military pretending. These were training operations for the military. They pretended like the state of Texas, New Mexico, California, and I want to say like Nevada or somewhere. They were like four, four or five states that were out in the Southwest. And they were going to pretend like they were different countries. And like the one was hostile country and one was 
you know, uh, a friendly country. And they were going to put different parts of the military in these different countries and do these kind of operations. This, and it was called Jade Hell. And um, because they had a Democratic president and one who was brown and one who they believed was a socialist, the people in Texas got so worked up at hearing about these training operations that they believed that Obama was taking the military down there and was going to put them in FEMA camps. So Governor Abbott, I believe he was there then and he's still there now. I know he's still there now. I think it was still him back then. Took the National Guard in Texas and put them out there to watch our own military to monitor them to make sure that if Obama's army tried to do anything to people in Texas that he had the National Guard ready to fight the federal army like this is the, what I'm talking about the insane shit that goes on inside their brains I truly wish that the Democrats were more in the way that uh right-wing conservative Republicans describe them because they constantly say that the Democratic Party is full of Marxists and socialists. And I'm just like, don't you think if that was even an ounce true, we might have free health care by now? I mean, yeah, anything, it's a joke. anything at all, free college, free health care, a livable minimum wage, like. Well, first of all, we shouldn't say free. We should say government funded. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Taxpayer you know I mean. funded. I know. But every time people say free, they're like, nothing's free. And I oh, get I so Jesus Christ. tired of hearing that. I want to punch people in the face. So, yeah. Yeah. If they were even if, a smidge socialist. Yeah. We would have. The, our tax dollars would, instead of bombing Syria, we would be paying for people to get an education. Right. I mean, Jesus. You know, and I Obama. Wish. Let's not forget. Obama was in there for eight years okay eight years of a brown man that you said was a marxist what what happened what did we do what what did he do did he ban guns did he take your guns did he ship conservatives to fema camps re-education camps no he didn't do any of that shit he continued to bomb other countries and he put out some kind of half-ass which i will say obamacare is better than what we had before but it ain't like he put through socialized medicine. Right. I yeah, mean, exactly. give me a break. I think Biden's second thing on his presidential, you know, campaign thing was I'm a proud capitalist. Right. <laughs> and he's totally against Medicare for all. So, yeah, which I guess moves us on to our next topic, which was the Syrian airstrikes. And then I had on there... Uh, that the stimulus passed the House and is now moving yes. to the Senate. So I'm hoping yes. that gets passed because Joe Biden has been president for how long now? Like two months? Where's my fucking money, Joe? I know. I think I put it on Twitter. Um, it was 19 days into Biden's presidency. And I was like, number of days it took Republicans to nominate and pass a Supreme Court nominee. 12. 12. Yeah, 12, 12 days. 12 days to get her in there. And when Republicans want to get some shit done and they got power, shit happens. Right. Stuff uh, this, happens. this whole bipartisan it's bullshit. Bold. Yeah. It is just like, you know what it is? It's a bunch of fucking malarkey, Jack. Where's my fucking money? <laughs> I'm done with this. <laughs> I love the meme too of Kamala Harris, like from when Joe Biden won and she was like on a jog and she gets the call and she's like, we did it, Joe. And then like they take that and they memed it. 
and it's like her on the phone she's like they still think they're giving their money joe <laughs> oh my god yeah seriously what the fuck I we, mean, did, we did with four years of trump and now you're like no we have to be bipartisan fuck it's like you, dude it's like not bombing people as a, a, a objective whoosh, down the toilet stimulus checks whoosh, down the toilet free college debt free whoosh, down the toilet yeah Fuck that $15 minimum wage, too. We had yeah. done that. I mean, it's like every leftist goal just immediately got flushed down. Dude, that's what kills me. That's literally what kills me. People are like, oh, well, this is what you voted for. And I'm just like, yeah, well, I mean. No, not really. This is he yeah. was saying he was going to do this shit. First of all, like, no, this isn't what I wanted. I wanted fucking Bernie. Well, and wait, secondly, we did want Trump gone. We, we did want, we did vote no for Trump. That, right, A yeah. vote for Biden was a vote no for Trump. Right, exactly. No, yeah, but if it were my pick, then I definitely would have went for Bernie. But, um. I fucking wish that Joe Biden was half the shit the Republicans say he is because then I might actually be getting some of the things that I want. Yeah. <laughs> but, but there wasn't really... It. Okay, so Fox News is not not Fox News. I hate to say it. Newsmax. My mom. I went to take her to the doctor yesterday. And, you know, she always denied watching Fox News, but every time I went in her house, it was on. And now she says, oh, I don't watch Fox anymore. I don't watch Fox anymore. You know why? Because she's on Newsmax now. She's, she's upgraded to Newsmax, the even further right-wing crazy shit show but um so they're having cpac which is like where all the conservatives get together and talk about their party and what they want to do blah 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 and i guess trump's supposed to speak at it tomorrow it's like the first time he's been out speaking in public since he lost and um you know the way these republicans are clinging on to him is just it's like um it's like when Charlie Manson got arrested and his, remember his, uh, well, you don't remember, but you've probably seen video. I mean, I don't remember either because I was extremely young then, but when his followers crawled on the sidewalk on their knees until they bled, crawled to the courthouse where Charlie Manson was being on trial to show their devotion to their leader. And this is what, you know, Kevin McCarthy and all of these Republicans are crawling on their knees to Mar-a-Lago to, I guess, get their swastika tattoo on their forehead? I don't know. But it's ri- ridiculous. So Trump's supposed to speak tomorrow. But they had, uh, yesterday, they had uh, Scott, Rick Scott from Florida. <laughs> He's a total scumbag. Um, Rick Scott was on there. Um, and, and and I don't encourage you to watch it, but I know the thing I noticed about it was he's up there talking and he's such a bad speaker and he's barely inflecting his voice and he's like, you know, AOC's going to try to tell you what to do. Like, everything coming out of his mouth was straight talking points, not anything about what they're going to do for America. It's all hate the socialists, hate the Democrats, hate, hate, hate. And um, the crowd was barely reacting to him. It was like they they were all on uh, medication or something. They were just like, Obey. Yay. John Carpenter's Yay. They Live. It was, Obey. It, was, it was relatively, I mean, it was relatively pathetic. So, but I think it's like now that Trump is the guy, like everybody else is just, you know, B list, like D list compared to Trump. So uh, even I don't know they were uh, they were defending Ted Cruz pretty hard when he, uh, you know, flew off to Cancun while Beto O'Rourke and uh, AOC were raising money for freezing people in Texas. They're like just absolutely falling on their knees for him. Leave Ted alone. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. You guys are really... That's that's the thing that kills me about this is that, like, I bitch about 
things that Biden isn't doing or like things that I don't think he's going to do. Like just bitching in general because that's what I feel like people are supposed to do with politics. Like be critical of everything. And people are like, well, this is what you voted for. And I'm just like, yeah. And now I'm going to criticize him until he does what I want. I'm not going to fucking put his name on a hat and act like a psycho like you, you people did. Like, right. What? We got such a I'm low not going to fangirl for fucking Joe. What's his name? Robin? Joe? What's his, what's his fucking middle name? <laughs> no, don't put Robin as in Robin Hood anywhere near. No, Joe what Martin. the hell is his middle name? Oh, I don't it's something, know. It's something super weird. Like Robin. Now I got to look it up. Go on. So, yeah. Um. The Republican Party is just continuing to degrade into... Robinette. His middle name's Robinette? Joseph Robinette Biden, yes. That's his name. What? Were his parents on crack or something? Maybe LSD. That's a total hippie name. That's weird. Okay, whatever. Um, But yeah, so the the Republican Party has decidedly gone down the road of Marjorie Taylor Greene and the crazies. And um, as much as I would like to see the whole party implode, I, I don't know how much damage they're going to cause to the nation on their way out. So I took my car to get an oil change this week. <laughs> this is how low the bar is. And there was this big jacked up truck there. And in the back, it said, fuck Biden, real big letters, fuck Biden. And then underneath it says, and fuck you for voting for him. And I'm like, okay, well, at least you mi- admit that he lost. He won by the vote. <laughs> hey, congrats, imagine, congratulations. Hate, imagine claiming you hate someone so much, but then putting their name in giant letters on your vehicle. Right. Like, that's like, I never understood that either. Like, the fuck Trump thing and people wearing t-shirts and like all that. And I'm just like, man, I don't even want that stupid, disgusting slob's name anywhere near me like i'm not putting it on my car i'm not even if the message is fuck him i i don't want it i just don't want it right at any of it but i mean it's pretty bad when you see fuck biden and fuck you for voting for him and you're happy because you're like okay but this guy is at least saying the vote is what caused biden to win like that's that's an upgrade from where most republicans are (laughs) that's fucking sad they were this i saw online too this girl was selling bumper stickers like that and um or like decals or whatever but she does both of them like the biden and the trump like she does she does it all and people were like attacking her on both sides and i was like man this pro this poor girl is just trying to you know secure the bag and she's just getting it from both sides like <laughs> i felt so bad i'm just like you know what make your fucking money man like, i mean there's actually people there's actually a group online to help people whose family members have been like sucked into QAnon, and their whole family is just wrecked i mean it's it's sad it is really sad um the one other thing i wanted to mention too about the republican shit show so fox news has a story that just popped up on their website two hours ago south dakota governor uh gnome blasts fauci contrast her covid measures with cuomo now this whack job she's another one of those vacuous republicans who has no strategy she's just pro-trump and pro-guns and anti-board like you know the standard vacuous republican and um christy no and basically she's saying oh well cuomo i was getting lambasted in the media because she wouldn't shut anything down she was like basically one of those kiss your neighbor go out to eat whatever COVID's not real. Like, she, more or less, she just didn't want to do anything about COVID. And there was a point where the cases in her state were, like, skyrocketing, and people were like, 
you know, you got to do something. And she was like, nope, nope, we're not doing it. We're not caving into the socialism request that we wear masks. Screw that. You know what I mean? Like that typical. Meanwhile, people are dying. Meanwhile, people are dying. So she, and, and okay, the fact that she has the audacity to criticize Anthony Fauci, who has made his life's work studying infectious fucking diseases and this bimbo republican bimbo is going to come up and criticize fauci because she said he's been inconsistent let me break it down for you when science changes you don't it's not like your religious dogma where you just say something and you stick to it for thousands of years and refuse to ever change your mind even though science science it requires evidence and sometimes you get new evidence that causes you to pivot okay being right. it says this is a common theme with them though oh my god i mean it's just devotion to the first thing and then refusal to change and then fight everything that signifies I mean, that's change. why i don't really like to refer to us republicans and democrats as conservatives and progressive because conservative people they don't care how stupid something is they just want it to stay the same well and like i said there i mean i've said this many times there are still people republicans who like i don't agree with on a lot of things that aren't total fucking whack job shit bags mm-hmm. you know what I mean? they there is a still a party out there for them mm-hmm. and they probably feel super fucking disenfranchised by all of this um so i'm i'm curious to see if they'll reorganize and well, uh, it was interesting because kevin mccarthy who's a total butt trump butt kisser and you know, and you know, um, Liz Cheney, who I'm no fan of, but she voted to impeach Trump. Right. Yes. Okay. So they were both together in the same room mm. and a reporter says, spicy. and a reporter says, well, you know, Trump's supposed to speak at CPAC this week. Um, you know, what do you think about that to Liz Cheney? And Kevin McCarthy was in front of her. She was in the back and he was in front. And so the reporter asks this question, and he glances his eyeballs down into the side, like, I'm not going to turn my head around to look at you, but, but I'm listening to what you're saying. She's like, I think I've made my feelings about uh, Mr. Trump very, uh, you know. She basically was like, yeah, y'all know how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. So end of story. They're going to get rid of all of those people. But I wonder where those Republican voters that, you know, and Kevin are not. Kevin McCarthy was icy, though, when she said it. <laughs> I wonder what those disenfranchised voters will do. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't ever necessarily see them going to the Democrat side, but hopefully um, people like that who are sane but maybe have a little bit different opinions on how things should be run but here's and what progressives I'm saying. can start here's to work what together. I'm right now, if you look at Republicans who are not pro-Trump Republicans, who are not QAnon Republicans, just straight-up Republicans... They're moderate Democrats right now. Right, yeah, Because absolutely. the Democrats have gone so far to the right. They're moderate Republicans. Yeah, for sure. So anyways, um, on, on the goofy wench from um, South Dakota. So I looked up just for clarification because she's bragging that she did such a better job than Cuomo, right? Population density. Because the first thing that occurred to me is you can't really compare South Dakota and New York. Honestly, are you that dim? Are you that stupid that you don't understand that New York City is a very congested place? Anywhere where you have people packed together is 
just spells disaster for any kind of contagious disease. What do you got in South Dakota? You know what I mean? Like you could probably, you know, shoot a cannon in the middle of town and like not hit anybody. So I think it's pretty ridiculous that she's trying to say she did a better job than Cuomo. So, okay, here, here you go. Here's number of deaths per 100,000 people. So New, New Jersey was 261. New York was 243 people per 100,000. So far to this day, to today, 243 people out of 100,000 have died in New York City. Okay? Not too far down the list, South Dakota with 212. So New York City, 243 deaths per 100,000. South Dakota, 212 per 100,000. And given the fact that the population density of New York City is so, so much higher yeah. than South Dakota, you suck. That's all I got to say to her. You suck and you're stupid. You suck, suck eggs. And um, with that, I'm about to wrap up, but I do want to tell you guys, um, I never wanted to be one of those old people who got to a point in my life where I was just like, I'm too old to learn that newfangled stuff. These little youngins going to have to learn that. I never wanted to Mick's be. Mick's just about, she, this is the part where Mick brags that she's smarter than me. No, no, no. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because I'm not smart. When it comes hey, you to, figured it out. When it comes to technology, I... I honestly have to say, I'm, it's, I'm not surprised that I was going to be one of those people that didn't want to learn new stuff, because I remember when Juke told me, you know, mom, why don't you get a smartphone? I'm like, what do I need a smartphone for? What's wrong with the phone I got? But it'll do apps. And I go, what's an, what's an app? And she just looked at me with this blank face like, are you joking me right now? What's an app? So, and then she's like, you can do your banking and stuff on your phone, mom. So... I, I do have to say that I have always been kind of old fashioned. So she did drag me into the 20th century. I'm still a person who likes old books. I got a library room in my house where I just actually have old books. But anyway, we're trying to do YouTube and it requires me to learn a lot of technical things, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. And, um, I recorded a video for this week, but unfortunately it had no sound. But I am learning at a fairly good pace for me. And so I hope to get a YouTube channel up, mostly because we love our podcasts. But there's a lot of times when we talk about things on the show that we're like, man, like we should have a map of this. Or we're like gerrymandering, like we could show maps, we could show, you know what I mean? So we really want to do that in addition to the podcast. So that will be coming soon. I hope you guys will check it out when we get it up and, up and running. Um, and we really appreciate you listening to us. And I think the most fun part of that will be is that the, this reoccurring thing that you and I have in common that I hear from lots and lots of people that I meet, and I also hear people describe you in the same way, is that people think we're hilarious just because of how uh, how much we use facial expressions and our hands. We're very, very animated and, and it's like you can take the most boring story, but if you just are super animated person, somehow people think it's hilarious. And um, we both get that so much. And I feel like uh, the po- as, as, as convenient as the podcast is, it's like we really are missing out on that. The gold. first thing I thought when I was when I was watching my video, my my poorly test video. Yeah, my test video. And I had no sound. 
was like, I just started laughing and I'm like, look at my face. Like, I don't realize my face does all that, but yeah. So the face, I do have a face for radio. And I told you that when we started out, I was like, you know, I got a face for radio. And she's like, <laughs> I'm like, what? You know, I will, we will do our best to bring you important information. If you have anything you want us to make a video about, throw it at us. But um, I think we're going to try to summarize because listen, people don't have time. I was talking to somebody about this today. People don't have time to really get like this Senate hearing thing was like six hours or so long. And who has time for that? So we hope to get important things like that and pull the meat of it out and really tell you guys what's going on. So if you're short on time, at least if you catch our show, you can kind of get caught up on some things. That's what we hope to do. But uh, the YouTube will be nice because that way we can record shorter, like, in, intense like things that we want to cover and that way you can kind of pick and choose what things you want to look up and, and learn about so um really excited about it well that's all i have mick that's all i have all right well we will see you guys again next week uh thanks for listening as always uh this is juke signing off and this is mick signing off <laughs>